Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks making love. American made. Listen up, auto thoughts and deceptive clowns. You are listening to Prime Cuts, a nonlinear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Nero. I'm your other host, Audrey. And uh, we're back with some more of animated season two. We have we're in the latter half of the season now. We're we're sort of past the hump. Uh, yeah. Um, a good episode to reach the hump on. Black Friday's great. Yes, things have begun happening. Uh, cooler things I would say than the past few weeks. The problem lockdown episode was fine, but I don't know. It just hasn't been all that exciting or interesting but now we get lots of lore and we get some black arachnia fun fun times we get optimus and grimlock hanging out which like should have happened more often on the show in my opinion yeah which by um, the way that that is of course a time-honored tradition of having the same guy talk to himself for most of an episode because both Optimus and Grimlock are voiced by David Kay in this show. Yeah, I mean, I think they had a pool of maybe 10 voice actors total for this show. Yes, and most of them were Tom (laughs) Kenny as uh, emblemized by... (laughs) Right, most of them were Tom Kenny. Um, And it's like each of them got one of like the either the main Decepticons or main... Autobots, and then they just rotated through for everyone else. So, yeah, and you got like you do get people talking few, to each other to themselves a lot. Uh, oh yeah, but you also you know have your you have your your and then you uh, get Weird Al, your Weird Al's, your Lance Henriksen's, your I always forget the character actor who plays Meltdown, but you know you get your you get your guest voices in there, and you get your um. Does Tony Todd do a voice for this show as no, well at some point? I don't believe just Prime. So. Okay, he is. He and he's like, he's not, and he's not a like infrequent character on Prime. He shows up for a fair bit of season two, right? But no, no Tony Todd. No, I not. was, I was just trying to remember if he played a one-off in animated. I know he, his character in Prime is obviously a real character. <laughs> No, he was too busy voicing our favorite character, the Fallen, in Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> you can definitely tell that's Tony Todd in that movie. Poor Mr. Todd. But yes, today we watch or this week we watched Auto Boot Camp and Black Friday. Um, and I guess to start with this one, Auto Boot Camp, I think, is a pretty. It, it is a. It is the most flashback episode we've gotten, I think, other than the first uh, Black Arachnia episode. And I say that because basically nothing happens in the in like the present of the of that episode. Like nothing really occurs yeah. other than Bumblebee gets stuck in some rocks. Um, but all of the meat is contained in the flashback for the most part until the big reveal at the end. Right. Yes. <laughs> our our big reveal i do i do like uh long arms design he's um, he looks great and so does his other face that we'll talk about in a minute 
Yeah, it was it was like fun watching this episode again and like not obviously registering who Longarm actually was because I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. Um, but like taking a while looking at him again and being like, oh, right, that's the eye. Yep, he's got a got big it. Old, like that's big that's the cons- eye. Big old conspicuous red circle on his forehead. Uh, I wonder yeah. what that could be. But yes. So auto boot. All right, I gotta say, I gotta, I got, I got some advice for the elite guard. You need some better fucking like security on your goddamn ship. This is like the third dude who escaped yeah. this week, or like, and like, why? Out of curiosity, why is he here? I don't know why he. Maybe they like, were like, why is he him? on the? Yeah, why is he on the brig of the ship that's on Earth? I don't know. Like, why? Yeah, I wonder why he's, or if that is like the, the same ship. I also don't know why he, why the elite guard ship is flying around near the space bridge from the first episode. I don't really know what's going on here. But regardless, uh, Green Bumblebee is on the run from Sentinel Prime in the opening bit of this episode. And hey. Speaking of, given our discussion at the beginning of this episode, you'll never guess who he's voiced by. Yep, it's Boy Howdy. He's Tom it's Kenny's a, here again. It's a Tom Kenny special, folks. He gets to do two voices. He gets to do like the arch sort of rich boy, uh, bratty cadet voice, and he gets to do a waspinator type voice. Is he Ironhide? I don't think so. No, he. No. But but wasp talk when he when he's normal, oh i see what you're saying he talk, yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. A, he's like a high sort of a bratty uh rich kid cadet and then of course later after he's been driven yeah. mad by presumably years of confinement although you know what now that i think about it i guess like the um the timeline for his arrest to being on that ship probably isn't that long all things considered right like the space bridge crew didn't seem like it had been together for that long at the beginning of this show. So it, by at, at like at the most, I would say. Well, it's also really hard to say because we're talking about like Transformers yeah. years. So yeah, however he got on this damn ship, we don't know. But it could is... very easily be like hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah, but he escaped. And Sentinel is is going after him, and and supposedly Wasp, uh, as we learn his name is, is a Decepticon spy. And when Ultra Magnus calls in to uh, Earth to inform them of this loose Decepticon spy, Bumblebee immediately recognizes him from his Elite Guard boot camp days, which were previously alluded to uh, in the first episode of this season, I believe. When Bumblebee remarks to Bulkhead that Sentinel doesn't seem to recognize them from the from the Elite Guard days, and Bulkhead responds, "That's probably for the best." Yeah, and we learn to say well, like <laughs> they. I know, I know, in general that like Bulkhead is not supposed to be like the brightest bulb, but they. I feel like they really overplayed him being stupid in this episode. Well, I think he, it's less that he's dumb and more that he's like naive right because like but yeah like Bumblebee said he's like a farm boy fresh off the fucking energon fields he doesn't know shit about fuck um, and for the rest I don't of know. it it felt weird for the rest of it he's he's pretty like i mean he's basically just telling Bumblebee like look we need to call prime you can't just run off and do the show on your own 
Um, oh yeah, no, I, I I didn't mean. Sorry, to be clear, I didn't mean in the present. Oh, I, I meant I meant in in the flashback. I'm like, this feels almost like a different character because he's like naive to the point of like parody almost. He's also got a little bit of a southern twang in his voice that is usually absent. Yeah, because he's a country boy. He's like he's like one of those fucking Tumblr posts. Whereas, like, these days you can't go around to a farmer when you don't have no whiskey or whatnot. That's right. <laughs> and it's like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, we, we kind of get our, our flashback to Bumblebee, and he's looking at a big a big old picture of Ultra Magnus, and he's got big dreams of being an elite guard-like scout. Um, and he bumps into Wasp, who calls him short, despite the fact that they are basically the same height. And as as, as Bumblebee yeah. points out, are literally built from the same fucking mold. Um, I I can't remember the exact words that Bumblebee uses here. He uses the the first words, which are like, "Looks like we were both forged from something, something." Maybe the, maybe the same mold might actually be. The yeah, exact it was, words. it's like yeah, it's like the same protoform mold. Yeah, and my my interpretation was like, "Looks like we are both forged to sell toys." That's right. Wow, you sure do look like some kind of retool of me, Wasp. I wonder if I can buy you on shelves. And in fact, you could. It seems like it might be really cheap to mass produce you after they've mass produced me. That's crazy. All they really have to do is change the head. Wow. That's crazy. But yeah, Wasp, you know, Wasp tells tells him to fucking shove off and, you know, belittles him. Um, and this is where we then... The same yeah. size as him. Yeah, literally like one inch taller than him and Wasp was like, you fucking shitty little compact, fuck you. A lot of microaggressions in this episode. We learn a lot on about- micro, Ay! A lot about derogatory Cybertronian slang in this episode. We, we learn quite a few things. Um, and also we, <laughs> we learn how- some people i don't understand this naming thing i don't know if this is standard or not but this is weird once we learn how everyone gets their names oh yeah hey what the fuck what's going hey. on hey what the fuck what's going on there is that like literally literally a son your government decide name i've got a lot of questions about autobot society after this uh, episode i must say and for that for that matter, if that's how the Autobots do it, how the fuck did the Decepticons do it? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the goddamn thing. Uh, but I, I do like, you know, I mean, you know, Bumblebee blurts this out and he goes into his flashback, and then the present Ultra Magnus goes, "You know this guy?" And Bumblebee goes, "Slag, yeah, uh, sir." He's like, "I know that <laughs> fucking piece of shit, trash asshole, motherfucker, uh, Commander." Uh, Alphonse El- Elric voice, fuck yeah. <laughs> Um, and, all, and Max is like, well, I'm just calling you to let you know, like, uh, oh yeah, Bumblebee says, yeah, I know him, he hates my fucking guts. And Magnus goes, well, then you might want to, like, lay low, because he's on the loose. Um, and just tells him to be on the lookout. So, you know, Bumblebee's got that in the back of his mind. Uh, meanwhile, down in the mine, way back in the mine, got the fusion cannons, I don't know. Um... Megatron is calling his double agent on Cybertron, previously alluded to. Um, and he's like, ah, my my beautiful, handsome double agent who is well embedded with the Autobots. Uh, soon we will we will launch our assault and, and but uh, 
Don't worry, because I, the, the mysterious double agent says, Megatron, should you really be calling me right now? What if someone taps your <laughs> your uh, your thing? But Megatron's like, look, no one, no Cybertronian, no one on Cybertron is going to be able to listen to the, on this shit. We're fine. And some Dak in his little fucking terrarium 10 feet away is like, yeah, no one on Cybertron, but check this out. And he like leaks the, he like leaks the transmission. And I'm like, okay, Mr. Isaac. He's, he's, he's not, he's not entirely given up. He's like, I'm going to fuck him over any way possible. And yeah, this is where uh, Bumblebee has been put on monitor duty because, you know, that's safe. And I like the, him going like, oh man, monitor duty fucking sucks. Is there anything worse than monitor duty? And then Bulkhead just proceeds to list out everything they've done that's worse than monitor duty. And Bumblebee goes, yeah, I'll shut up. Now, to be fair, Bulkhead is correct. <laughs> He's absolutely correct. Monitor duty seems fine. I would be happy with monitor duty, frankly. That is literally just sitting around. Um, like literally like two episodes ago or whatever they were cleaning up sewage yeah like they were fucking hauling garbage for the city of detroit i don't know man i'd like to watch some monitors but on one of these monitors a a, the, the garbled communication between megatron and his spy comes through and you know bumblebee only catches a few words but he 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 catches enough to be like, oh shit, <laughs> we gotta He's picking up what they're putting down. It's like construction project, yada yada yada, spy, all this sort of thing. And so he's immediately ready to jump into action. And like he's he's confident that he can trace that communication back to the Decepticon base. Because they still don't know where it is. Um, and Bulkhead's like... Yeah, it sounds like a pretty big mission. We should probably tell Optimus. And Bumblebee's like, no. I, I, I do, we can do this on our own. It's fine. It'll be stealthier that way. It'll be sneaky. We don't, wanna, we don't want to alert Megatron to the fact that we're onto him. Yeah, because this has worked so well in the past several episodes. Bumblebee will never learn a goddamn thing, and that is a, that is a promise. Um, <laughs> never change, never improve. That is, that is his motto. But the, yeah, we get another flashback. <laughs> I really like the way this flashback opens with <laughs> Ironhide using his fucking Harden ability and Wasp just wailing on his stomach to test how hard his hide is. I have to say, like, they truly made Ironhide a full himbo in this one. They did. The The little we get of him, you know, and once, you know, was, he was gonna be in season four, just another... Another tally for everyone to put down on the, on the crime that is the cancellation of uh, animated season four. But we were going to get more Ironhide, but yeah, he is like... He's he, like Kronk. He is Kronk, for sure. He is he is Kronk, but from Texas. Um, and yeah, so, you know, we, we get the... Uh, we also see a, a handsome fellow with long arms who is like, he's got... My, he's a friendly guy, isn't he? He seems to be voiced by Corey Burton, but you know that's probably fine. Well, I mean, who else is who else is Corey Burton voiced in here? Who's who else? Who is the most famous Transformers role Corey Burton is voiced? Animated Megatron, probably. There's nobody else. Yeah. But so, Listen, Tom, if Tom Kenny can play <laughs> multiple characters, um, yeah. So this guy 
also wants to be a security officer, which shouldn't yes. raise any red flags for anyone no, either. Yeah, so we get, we get the muster with Sentinel Miner. This is before he got promoted to Prime. Um, he's their drill sergeant. And yeah, we get a little introduction. He he tells everyone to show off their stuff. Oh, and before this, before this is the part where we are introduced to Bulkhead for the first time, who asks Bumblebee if he can if he can take a picture with him with all the big buildings in the background. The boys back home on the farm are never going to believe there's building this big. And Bumblebee says, "You're fresh off the Energon farm, aren't you, buddy?" And Bulkhead goes, "Yeah, how could you tell?" I quite. And he's like, like "Just I'm I'm psychic. I'm an esper." So yeah, there, there's the muster and. Sentinel is telling everyone to show show off their stuff, right? And we uh, we get Longarm. Who? Well, okay. So it's in the actually the order is they show their abilities and then Sentinel names them. So no, I lo- think before we get into all their abilities and the ridiculous fact that Sentinel names them, um, <laughs> uh, I do like. And I think we may have mentioned this a little bit before, but I, 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 when we were like way back at the beginning of season one, where we were getting like introduced to like Bumblebee's stingers or whatever. Yeah. But I do like that in the world of animated, everyone has an outlier ability. Yeah, everyone has a thing. They have like yeah. a built-in sort of thing, um, and we, you know, and that's just a common thing among. Autobots seems to be specifically like a trait to them. We never, we don't really, for Decepticons, it's usually weaponry that is like integrated, but that's not, that's sort of a different thing. And it seems almost interchangeable. Um, yeah. And again, like where, where you draw the line between what is a weapon and what is not a weapon with these sorts of abilities is also. Yeah. Like, I, well, I was about to say Prowl's shurikens are weapons, but then I remember that's not actually his, like, special ability. His special ability is, is like, uh, he can project holograms. It hasn't come up in a really long time. It actually oh, comes right. up. Jesus Christ. It comes up for the first time in a while in uh, in Black Friday, actually, because right. uh, Black Rachnia steals that. But yeah, so Longarm gets his name because <laughs> he has the ability to be because tall. Because he's fucking betty spaghetti <laughs> yeah he could extend his limbs which i don't i guess it's useful for like getting stuff off of high shelves but i don't really see how it's that useful um uh, have you ever I... played um uh poppy playtime no it's uh it's like a bendy in the ink machine sort of style horror game mm. um Except it takes place in a nineteen an abandoned nineteen nineties toy factory, and so ah. it's all the toys that are the the monsters. Um, and like one of them is called Mommy, Mommy Long Legs. Ah, <laughs> and is like basically exactly what Long Arm is here, <laughs> just so, kind of noodly and bad to look at. Yeah, we got we got Mommy Long Legs. Um. Ironhide gets his name because he's he can like he basically has Colossus's power, I guess. Um, he yeah, can make himself impenetrable. No, it's also unclear to me with Ironhide how much of it is actually visible or how much is just shown to us as the audience, so we understand. It's yeah, I think it. I think it is part of a visibility thing because like he can isolate parts of it on his like 
body. So presumably he does turn silver when he uses that impenetrability thing. Okay. Um, Wasp has stingers and he's really good with them. So for and I don't know how Sentinel knows what a wasp is, but he knows yeah, that was, I had a I had a big old question mark for that one. Number one organic hater, Sentinel Meyer. Uh, although you know maybe maybe this is before the incident. It probably uh, I, I was because I, I would guess were, it was because he's not they, a prime yet. Yeah, they were both. They were all. I think were they were they both primes in that episode? I can't remember. I, think I they feel were. like they were. Certainly, he was not using the name Sentinel Minor. Yeah, so I, this was before the incident. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and then, yeah, Bumble- <laughs> Bumblebee says, oh, Stingers, I have them too. I'm way cooler than Wasp. Check this out. And he fucks it up. And he, like, so, some... But, Wasp, so- <laughs> Wasp has Stingers and is very good with them. And Bumblebee has Stingers and is not very good with them. And so he gets, he's a he's Sentinel's like, you're a Bumbler. Uh, so your name is Bumblebee. Once another, uh, another name that will conveniently be used for an organic species on Earth years from now. But for me, just means Plan B who bumbles. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> sure. Well, he names Wasp because he has all the prowess of a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. That's right. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, but and then uh. if you like episodes where Sentinel Prime is uh injured frequently you'll like this one because that's basically all that happens to him is he is splattered with substances and injured yeah i would say injured and or just general generally humiliated yeah uh and i like this i really like this line of at some point sentinel like insults bulkhead's uh chin he's like quit smiling you mud flap and bulkhead's like well sir i this is just how my jaw is built and bumblebee goes forget his jaw look at the fucking asteroid sized chin on sarge and <laughs> sentinel primes like you got a problem you got a problem Kinect? i'll kill you for that <laughs> yeah that, that a grudge that will never that will never die um but yeah, so we also get introduced to the concept of transform ups. Oh yeah, I, I like this. This is funny. I think it's I, I. It's a very good joke. It is a bit befuddling. <laughs> I I does that do does it make you faster if you do it over and over again? Right? Like is that is that the point of it? Where you can like or is it that tiring? Like is it is it exercise to transform? Well, not to be not to be not to be the bring up IDW one show again, but there is that guy in the very first episode of More Than Meets the Eye who, in protest, transforms him transformed himself to death um, by just like burning out his T-cog by transforming over and over again. So maybe Hell it is yeah. tiring. Okay. If- Sure. All right. Then fair fair enough, I guess. Yeah. Um, but also, this is where we get to know what everyone wants to do. And Longarm just wants to be an elite guard security officer. Should not raise any flags for you that this fucking monstrosity with noodle arms. He just wants to be... He just wants to know everything. Um, Ironhide wants to be a... Uh, uh, like at least no more than it should should raise red flags for anyone who says I want to be part of the surveillance state. Yeah, honestly, already a red flag on its own. Long, yeah. that's why you know it doesn't really stand out. 
Uh, Ironhide wants to be a trooper. Wasp wants to be a commander. And humble old bulkhead just wants to be a, a, a bridge repair technician, a space bridge technician. And, and Sentinel has a has a real laugh about that. Well, Bumblebee says what he wants to be first, right? Because then Sentinel responds to him being like, you should take a cue from your friend. Right. Yeah, what, God, what? I can't what, remember. I think, I think Wasp says he wants to be a commander and Bumblebee's like, I also want to be a commander. Like, he yeah. jumps in line because Bum- uh, Bulkhead's next. And then Bumblebee's like, I'm also going to be a commander. And, and Sentinel's like, yeah, yeah fucking man. right, you are. All right, sure, big guy, buddy. what do you want to be? Yeah, yeah, so he's want to be a, he wants to be a space British technician. Um and yeah, this is this is the first instance of uh fluid-based humiliation. Bumblebee and Bulkhead get put on oil change duty. Uh, oh, just really quickly. Well, I guess this happens here. Um where Bumblebee's very upset that he gets put on this uh, duty, but he's also like viscerally upset at Bulkhead for not dreaming ambitiously enough. Right. He's there's a there's a thing with Bumblebee here of like he's mad at Bulkhead because he feels like Bulkhead is always dreaming too small. He's always he's not ambitious enough, and it's like I don't know, man. If Bulkhead dreams of being a space bridge technician, that's his that's his that's his goal. It's a it's a it's a it's an honest it's an honest living. Yeah, he uh, he puts on his uh, best Tom Hardy voice and goes, "You mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, love." Yeah, and uh, and yeah, Bulkin just goes, "It's an honest living," and he's uh, and then uh, shenanigans happen, unto which point Sentinel gets covered in oil, um, and then <laughs> this first punishment is quite something else, where. Because, like, before enough incidents occur where Sentinel decides to implement squad-wide punishments and one of them fuck up, this first one, he just has Bumblebee stand in a courtyard balancing these oil drums on his arm and repeating, I'm a worthless oil stain. I mean, to be fair, he did literally bury Sentinel and shit, which is very funny. Uh, and then yeah, he, I like that he literally just quits. He just like, wait, wait, he, he, halfway through, he's like, wait, no one's watching me. Why am I doing this? And he just leaves. Um, and yeah, this is where he sees a shadowy figure communicating with Megatron, who's like, ah, good, you've you've infiltrated, uh, work your way up the ranks, and we'll have this. We'll, you destroy the Autobot security apparatus from the inside well he doesn't say that he doesn't say what his position will be just says destroy the autobots from the inside out so so discord and and like uncertainty and bumblebee's like oh fuck there's a spy and then wasp walks out of a door and he's like oh fuck the spy is wasp and he's right that's right and, and there's no negative arm. consequences. <laughs> and then Longarm also walks out of a door and goes, Hey, what's up, little guy? Um, and Bumblebee goes, Longarm, I think there's a spy here. And he goes, what? And I presumably he is, has one hand behind his back, slowly turning into a gigantic cannon. Um, and <laughs> What are you talking says, about? Why would Longarm do that? He fa- He's so happy that he found, he wants to be a, a surveillance officer, so he's so happy to have this information. Yeah, and he's, and he's Longarm's like, oh, who do you think is the spy? And Bumblebee goes, I don't, I 
don't say anything yet. I don't have the proof here, but I think it's Wasp. And Longarm goes, oh, then you should totally, uh, you should totally investigate him. I'll so it was a joke, he, he said, and put down the rock. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, you should definitely put all of your effort into investigating him then, because like, if you like, we got to root this out. You got to, you got to root out the traitor. Well, um, more than that, he's like, you should put all your your energy into investigating this and solving this because at this point, Sentinel fucking hates you. And the only way you could ever hope to achieve your goals with the elite squad is by getting, you know, solving a case so undeniably useful that they couldn't deny your skills anymore. Yep. So this is the one for you, kid. Yeah, you just, just go all in, you know? Um, and so he does. And thus begins a sort of cavalcade of misunderstandings and shenanigans. Um, I, mean, I really, I really like this first one is quite something. Where he sets up like a prank box. It's like a fucking collectible in a video game with the elite guard symbol on it. And Bumblebee's like Looney Tunes watching from behind a roof. And he's like, ooh, that spy is going to come right by here. And they're not going to be able to resist opening this box. <laughs> and then Sentinel walks over and goes, we love this box here. And he opens it and it gets splattered with like pink uh, paint. Uh, my the, the second one's my favorite. Yes. Where uh, he, he sets up... <laughs> He's like, all right, stealthier, stealthier. I can do this. So he tries to like plant a bug. Um, no, it's so much stupider. He'd be fine if he tried to plant a bug. He's literally stationed with a gigantic listening device. You're like right. A- yeah. So yeah, he. Well, again, it's supposed to be a listening device. Uh huh. But it does. It is in fact a microphone. Yeah. He bumps the. He bumps the wrong button and turns it into a microphone. And it picks up Sentinel. Basically talking a lot of shit about Ultra yeah. Magnus being like one foot out the door um, of life. He's bitching to Cliffjumper. Essentially. Uh, who, yeah. He's like, he's bitching to Cliffjumper who's like, and he's just like, ah, oh, you know, that fucking Ultra Magnus guy. You know, yeah, he was a, he's a great warrior or whatever, but like, I don't know, man. It's time for some new blood. You know, I think it's sort of a, he's sort of a fucking old dipshit. Uh, yeah. And he, all of this gets broadcast, and he pauses, and he goes, Hey, do you hear that echo? <laughs> Who is that echo? And everyone's like, eh, and Cliffjumper's like, <sighs> And he walks outside and sees Bumblebee with this gigantic listening device. Uh, so yeah, a, a lot of people heard that. Um, and yeah, all of these are, all of these are followed by, like, squad-wide punishments of repeated transform-ups. So at Every this point, time everyone the fucking number gets higher. Yes. It starts, like, the after after the, the paint incident, he's counting and it's like, on, like, 20, 21, and then after the loudspeaker thing is like, 147, 148. So yeah, Wasp at this point really hates him. Ironhide hates him. No one's really happy with him. But Longarm's like, listen, you can't, you can't give up. Got you. Got to expose him. This is going to be your last chance. Sentinel's going to do a locker inspection. If he finds anything suspicious, he's going to like. He's going to like take all the credit. So 
But he's going to do that after this cool simulation we're doing. So don't even worry about it. That's a later problem. No, no, this is before. Oh, yeah, no, that's after the simulation. That's right. So, yeah, the simulation here. There's like a comp, like a lie, like a combat simulator where it's uh, there's so it's basically like a paintball match, pretty much, with these all of these turrets who are um, you know, they're they're fire, they're they're firing at the at the at the cadets here, and Wasp immediately get, throws a grenade right in Bumblebee's face. Yes, and he panics and like takes cover, and it just gets it sprays him with uh, pink paint, and Wasp goes, "It's it's not a it's a fucking simulation, idiot." It's actually live rounds. It's actually even worse than that because he's like, all right, Bumblebee, what are you going to do? And Bumblebee immediately tosses it, runs away, takes cover, and then tosses it so badly that it rattles around and ricochets off things before landing right next to him again it's a yeah it's it's like bad it's a bad sequence for bumblebee it's uh it's no good it's no good but uh yeah we got uh we got a little bit of uh oh wait no we forgot the most fucked up thing that happens oh i didn't are you talking about the live fire becoming live fire no, before that, that one's fine. That's just regular old trying to kill someone in an <gasps> oh, accident way. The yeah, legs. so wa- the legs. Was- Wasp and Ironhide are fucking sick of Bumblebee shit. So they cor- <laughs> they corner him in the locker room and take his legs off. And then he's like, "Okay, cool joke. Give it back, guys." And Wasp literally throws them up on lockers, and he's like, "No, go fuck yourself." Yeah, g- get him, idiot. And they walk away. Like it's just like. Yeah, they're robots and they can just put this list back together, but it's so fucked up. <laughs> Some just, American Horror Story season two ass shit. You just take the, this is the scene where yeah, Longarm comes in and puts his <laughs> puts his legs back on, and he's like, "Don't give up, little buddy. You're almost there." Um, and you know, between all of these scenes, we're getting little snippets of Bulkhead and Bumblebee attempting to like find the secret base, and and Bulkhead is constantly going. Just call Optimus. Just literally, just call Prime. And Bumblebee is always like, "You're, you're think, you're all, you're thinking too small again. If we, if we do this, if we find the Decepticon base and report it to Ultra Magnus, we're gonna be fucking heroes." Um, and they get into a big argument, and eventually, like Bulkhead, like he just leaves. He's like, all "Yeah, right, he's fine. like, I have a thought. Actually, fuck this." He's like, "I'm fine. I'm, I'm sick of this. You find it on your own." Uh, then we get the live fire. Yeah, so back into the paintball training exercise, someone, not naming names, shadowy figure, switches again. Why is there a switch for this? Why but is there? Are these, yes, I, guess, I guess these are just real wartime turrets. Surely but you why? Can Surely the elite guard can afford specific training turrets. But why? Um, so, yeah, and they switch someone the shadowy figure switches the um the the training turrets from paint to live fire and most of them almost die yeah they start getting almost blown up uh bulkhead say look steps in to say bumblebee's ass a little bit here and one last humiliation for uh old sentinel here (laughs) so i really this one's really funny Oh, uh, because like the the turrets blow like I, oh no it's not it's not one of the turrets it's bulkhead takes out one of the turrets with his wrecking ball and then the wrecking ball keeps going and 
smashes through like a tower. And Sentinel notices the noise and looks up and goes, he goes, what the, what, what is that? And then he just goes, uh-oh, and gets fucking crushed yeah. under it. Yeah. Uh, and I like, and the bulkhead goes, ooh, should I apologize to him for that? And Bumblebee goes, you definitely shouldn't do that because he will immediately, like, expel you if he learns <laughs> that you knocked a tower yeah. onto him. And I just sneak away. Yeah, you should act like you don't know and have never seen anything in your life. Yeah, just 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 pretend that you don't know what a tower is. Um, but yeah, so this is where we get the locker inspection after after Bumblebee becomes trapped under an avalanche of his own making. Um, right. He's he thinks back to this this moment where Longarm's like, "Hey, there's a locker inspection. This is like your last chance because you know." That when Sentinel finds this incriminating evidence that is surely in Wasp's locker. Don't ask me how I know that. Um, when you find this incriminating evidence that's in, his, that's in his locker, he'll take all the credits. you got to be the one to find it first. So you got to lift Wasp's locker key off of him and like look in it yourself. So Bumblebee does just that. He picks Wasp's pocket and starts going through it. And finds and Wasp is like, get your dirty hands off me. <laughs> yeah, Wasp. Yeah, Wasp is like, don't touch me, you. Uh, but he he does not notice that Bumblebee took his key. He just notices that Bumblebee touched him. Oh, because <laughs> because Longarm helps by tripping him with right. his long feet. Yeah, Longarm. <laughs> what are we what a good long... friend. What a good dependable friend Longarm he's is. He's so good and dependable. And Bumblebee's so happy to see him at the end of this. And he's a prime now. Isn't that great? He's he's one of the he's one of the high up guys. Um, but yeah. So Longarm trips trips him with his long feet. He touches Wasp with his long feet. And yeah, he open Bumblebee opens his Foot Locker and finds this fucking conspicuously right on top of everything Decepticon communicator and turns it into Sentinel who immediately locks Wasp away and uh, you know Wasp is saying I was innocent I'm being framed I'm not a fucking Decepticon spy and Sentinel just goes yeah yeah whatever and and he goes straight to jail because Autobot justice is pathetic that's right it's a normal society. Don't ask any questions about the fucking uh, the Autobot government. Really, just a completely unexamined police state and animated, huh? <laughs> I feel like it, I feel like actually the Autobots do go examined a bit more than fucking Detroit. Honestly, there's a bit more focus on the elite guard being fucking weird and corrupt. More so when uh, a certain event happens and someone else takes over. <laughs> Oh yeah, well yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you know, when you think about it, it's like oh yeah, we have this aging war hero, um, f- like function, <laughs> I guess functionally, Ultra Magnus is like Dwight D Eisenhower, where he's like he like I won the like last that. big war and he got elect he got he became I don't know if he became leader during the I think he actually became leader during the I think he became Magnus during the war, um, I believe because we see him in flashbacks with the hammer. But yeah, he's just holding on to power. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But yeah, Sentinel says, oh, Bumblebee, uh, you 
will you know you, you you'll you'll be shot through the ranks for this i'll we'll put you on the fast track to being a commander for finding this rat um, however yeah that, 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 that's that, the good by, news yeah by the way this entire scene sentinels in a sling he's like in an arm sling yeah um, he's like i i don't think i've forgotten that time someone dropped a building on my head what okay and, so what kind of like fucked up logic is this I did use so, <laughs> Sentinel, like, okay. So, good news. Bumblebee, you are through to the elite guard. Good job. Bad news, I am kicking someone out because I am still so goddamn mad. Like, I can't begin to tell you how pissed off I am still, I still am about the building thing. And since no one has confessed, I'm just going to choose the largest t- target. So, Bulkhead... Go fuck yourself. <laughs> the logic is the Sentinel's an asshole. Yeah, but before he can make the final declaration that Bulkhead is out of the training camp, uh, Bumblebee jumps up and goes, wait, it was me. I did it. This doesn't, like, change my elite guard status, right? Yeah, I, li- <laughs> I like, you know, you get the... You get the the big moment of him seemingly giving up his career for for Bulkhead, but I I don't know if he knew that. I don't know if he knew that it would happen. Yeah, real real bulk B moments for yes. those bulk B enjoyers out there. Not and we, the last thing we the, the last uh, bit of this flashback is them on on the asteroid with the arc in the background, and Bulkhead is absolutely fucking thrilled. To be here, and Bumblebee is the most miserable little boy on the planet. But um, which is how it should be. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Bumblebee trapped under rubble is like, oh god, what have I done? He's he's been the only real friend I've ever had, and I fucking told him to hit like kick rocks. Bulkhead, please help me. And then Bulkhead looms over him, and he's like, oh, don't worry. I I never I I couldn't I couldn't up and leave you Bumblebee because well, I knew you'd fuck up. There's a really um, um a sweet moment here where yes. where it comes it comes back sort of full circle where as like Bumblebee's like guess I'll die here. Um, he was like you were always my my only friend really even though you never knew how to dream big. Um, and Bulkhead like takes him out and he's like yeah I I dreamed big I dreamed of being your friend. He digs him out, and like you know, <laughs> he cuts around to the corner yeah, of the cliff. Yeah, this is and, the funniest hey, shot. If you're still, if you're still in line to find the auto- for the Decepticon base, keep waiting. It's like that fucking picture of uh, the the two businessmen mining. That's exactly like, the what hole. I was referencing. Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah. It's like oh, the <laughs> the one one of them is is digging furiously. Uh, and he's far away from the diamonds, but the other one, he's he's dug farther, and he's but he's given up, he's quitting. But the diamonds are right there. Yeah, they're they're literally around the corner from the fucking mine. Oh, yeah. oh, um, so goddamn. But stupid. it's okay. It's okay. You uh, you they get home, and Bumblebee gets a Skype call from his good friend Longarm Prime, and he's like, "Oh, hey man, I'm so happy to see you." And uh, Lauren was like, "Hey man, it's good to see. You. Hey, can you um, can you just tell me what you overheard on that on that communication with Megatron? Because at this point, you know, Bumblebee's told everybody what's going on." And Lauren was like, "Yeah, can you just uh, what did you hear? What, what all did you hear? Really? Did you uh, did you see anyone?" And Bumblebee's like, 
No, I didn't see who he was talking to, but I heard some things about like a construction project and stuff. It seemed pretty ominous. And Longarm's like, ah, great. Thank you so much. Uh, don't worry about this. I'll take it from here. Your report has been logged. We are looking That's into right. it. <laughs> We're looking into it. And yeah, then we get <laughs> the big reveal. The big oh, well, reveal. First, actually, first, first we, get, we, we get to see Wasp. Uh, oh yeah, he he's fine. Talks in the pre- yeah, he um, <laughs> he's, he's fine. Don't worry about him. He, he's totally he, fine and has had no repercussions from being yeah. uh, falsely imprisoned for probably hundreds of thousands of years. He has went. He has gone mad and is uh, going to fucking murder Bumblebee. Um, and you know, fair enough. Like he ruined his life. Yeah, I and, but, well, t- okay, no but jury, also- no jury would convict him. That's why they didn't put him against one. But also, who who could possibly have done this? Who could have caused such misfortune? Not only one, but two bots' lives, huh? Well, who is, we always ask around here, whose fault is this? And there, we always come back to one <laughs> answer. Long arm. Because... No, not true. It's Shockwave. Yeah, because Megatron contacts his, his, his perfect little boy his his handsome double agent who can who can do anything shockwave why did this go wrong statistically speaking probably shockwave he's here yeah i love the reveal of like yeah this long like he can he can't megatron mentions his like size shifting abilities because he can make himself look smaller but also like he's got a whole thing he can he gave himself like a fake face i love i love that his horns become the little like chin strap for long yeah no it's a really cool like it becomes pretty clear that long arm is the traitor throughout the course of the episode but like watching yeah. it the first time and being like that shockwave is like genuinely shocking yes so that's uh that's going on one of the the top intelligence official in the autobot government is indeed one of Megatron's most loyal commanders, but that's actually fine. I think it's like the top official. Yeah, right? he he's is the like, head of Cybertronian intelligence. That's true. He's the head of he's the head of security. He's Uh-oh. literally the ch- the chief of CIA. Like what the? <laughs> well, it seems everything is going great on Cybertron. Nothing to worry about there. He's um, the uh, Secretary of Homeland Security. <laughs> So then we move to uh, one of one of the best episodes we had in a while. Yeah, Black, Black Friday. Friday, so good. We love a bad bitch, and we love two bad bitches. That's right. So it's meltdown time again. It's been a, it's been a while since we saw meltdown. He was in jail, so he did not get involved in the uh, Society of Ultimate Villainy. But you know, I my guess is no, because it would have just come out when these episodes were airing but i do wonder if the um depiction of tony stark in iron man had any influence on the depiction of prometheus black i don't really see that many similarities other than they're like vain scientists right like i mean just like the in terms of like attitude or whatever that's uh he's but Black, like Meltdown, he's a little quippy, but he's much more like 
campy than Iron or, Man is. Or, frankly, of, of, of like, Warmonger, like any of the Iron Man villains as well. I just oh, wonder. Yeah, if he could, yeah, yeah, I wonder. Meltdown feels like he would be an Iron Man villain, right? Because he's got yeah. that power set that would be good against him. But yeah, so the reason we're seeing Meltdown is that <laughs> Sorry and Bumblebee are just fed the... F- Sorry is fed up with Porter C. Powell, and frankly, who can blame her? Um... He's an aggravating man, as, as we'll see in this episode. Um, and he, yeah, they visit they visit Meltdown in his cell, and they're trying to like, you know, they're trying to uh, to get some some like advice because because Powell and he were business partners once, and also Powell, if you'll remember from his first episode, is the one that screwed him over. In the first place, he right. bought out his company from That's under right. him, so like he has cause to harm Powell as well. But um, the uh, I love the two. So the first suggestion is, well, Mountain says, "Oh, well, if you get if you let me out, I'll help you out." And uh, Sorry goes, "That doesn't seem like a good idea." And then Meltdown goes, "I could kill him for you." <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> snow skin off my back. We'll do. I'll yeah. do it. Yeah, both Sorry and Bumblebee be like, uh. <laughs> tempting but (laughs) that seems bad (laughs) i'm not really ready to hire a fucking supervillain to murder my business rival with acid that seems bad and you know what that was their first mistake if we're being honest you know sorry sometimes you have to melt your 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 like rivals okay you're you're in the cutthroat world of business you know you gotta do what you gotta do but uh (laughs) <laughs> they I, they leave and Powell who has access to the security footage in this super prison for some fucking reason uh, is like hmm that was weird I should probably keep an eye on that uh, that seems concerning <laughs> uh, but shortly something much more concerning happens which is uh, the Dinobots bust in and bust pa- uh, Meltdown out it's the collab of the century, baby. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they Grimlock says that she wants to see Meltdown. He doesn't say what who she is, but you know, we'll learn. Um, they yeah, they just because so Meltdown is in this big, like, cube prison that presumably his power he, he can't melt through. So you know they can't break yeah, into Meltdown, the cube. To be clear, Meltdown is not happy about this. No, he keeps melting <laughs> his benches. Yeah, meltdown. Meltdown is quite afraid of the Dinobots. Oh um, yeah, he is. He is like, uh oh, <laughs> they're here. Yeah, given, given how things ended with them last time, uh, and he's like, hey, this prison—it's indestructible. I can't destroy it. Neither can you. And Grimlock's like, not a problem. And they yeah, just take it. We do Dinobots no break cube. Dinobots take cube and they just steal him. Yep. It's very good, actually. <laughs> yep. Uh, so they take him to Dinobot Island. And we it is revealed who the Dinobots are working for. Uh, it's Black Arachnia. Sure is. And very clearly, they are smitten. But especially Grimlock. Yeah. Uh, so... She got stuck on this island after the the season one. Yeah, yeah. After there was a, if we all remember, there was a really big explosion when Sorry blew up the Allspark. 
Um, and that knocked her onto Dinobot Island, um, where she woke up and found the Dinobots. And, and she's like, hey, big boys, you're kind of fucked up animal robots, too. Yeah. Uh, you want she you want some them, of this? <laughs> and they and Grimlock goes yeah, with very enthusiastically, yes! Um, there's a, yeah, so he, she explains all this to Meltdown, and, and, you know, she goes, she, she goes to give Grimlock a kiss, uh, by which I mean she stabs him with her, like, weird spider stingers and steals his power. And he does seems, he seems fine with that. It, it makes him weak in the knees. That's how kisses are supposed to work. Uh, <laughs> me, Gr- me, Grimlock, hope this not awaken anything in me. So one of the important things here is that while she was on the island, she did find Meltdown's lab. Yes. Yeah. They, so, the, the Dinobots showed it to her, I think she says. Maybe. I thought she explored it on her own. But anyway. They, they, she was asking about, like, science stuff, and I think they might have just showed her in. But yeah, she's like, I, I looked through your notes, and most of it was fucking boring as shit. But uh, I was really interested in your, in your uh, research into genetics. See, I have this techno-organic body and i'd really like to get rid of the organic part of that i'm possible. a monstrosity and you can help me stop that <laughs> yes and uh so the other yeah so she says all right so here's the deal we will uh, you help me with this and i tell the dinobots not to murder you and he's like yeah okay <laughs> seems good enough again very scared of the dinobots yeah he's not he doesn't like being around them so uh, we, we cut back to Detroit where Porter C. Powell is trying to blame the prison break on Sari and Bumblebee who visited Meltdown earlier and, and Fanzone goes, now, hey, uh, just one question, Mr. Powell, where did, why do you have this footage? And he goes, not important. Don't worry about it. Don't ask questions. I, I'm here. I'm reporting these crooks to you. I've heard he's fucking, they broke a dangerous supervillain out of prison. You must arrest them immediately. And Fanzone goes, uh, actually, I'm, I'm on my lunch break. Sorry. And just leaves. Yeah, I mean, the Autobots show up. They're like, okay, so. Here's what happened. We went to Meltdown. Well, actually, I don't, I don't know if they, do they explain their visit here? I don't think they do. I think, like, they just get, like, the f- camera footage and then they're like, Ooh, we see the Dinobots there. Yeah, they 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 enhance and adds the Dinobots during this. At this point, uh, during all of this, Prowl makes a bet with Bumblebee that because Bumblebee, you know, we know him; he's a motor mouth. <laughs> Prowl's like, "Hey, I bet you a can of delicious axle grease that you are you cannot stay quiet for ten cycles or ten mega cycles." And Bumblebee goes, "Oh, that's easy." So when does the challenge start? And Prowl's like, you already failed. You failed immediately. You fucked it. And uh, and Bobby's like, well, that's not fair. Give me another chance. And Prowl's like, you failed again. You keep fucking <laughs> like, it. How do you keep doing this so badly? <laughs> he he will repeatedly fail over and over again as he just cannot resist chiming into every conversation. I really, I really love one of my favorite bits is after that first one where he fails, Prowl is, is talking to Prime about the Dinobots, and then Bumblebee chimes in, and Prime just looks so disappointed at him because he failed again. <laughs> he just gives Bumblebee a fucking look. Optimus is like so close to just ending it all this in the scene. Really, 
this is, you know, it's funny. It's something I thought about when I was watching this. Like, it's honestly been a while since we had an Optimus centric episode. Like, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, we talked this about this a little bit last time where it's, we actually don't get a ton of like single character centric yeah episodes in this show but yes it's, it's been a while thing everyone sort of gets their own focus episodes sprinkled about and, you know optimus has shown up in most episodes but like, this is the first time he's really been front and center since like it's like the premiere honestly and he thinks too much card. with his dick in this one boy howdy does he oh my god he wants into that spy dussy um, it's so funny because he pretends like he's above it in this episode so uh, badly and it's oh like, yeah, it's like oh gr- this dumb idiot grimlock getting so fooled by her feminine wiles <laughs> that not me end. though <laughs> not oh, me uh, i'm in no uh, not november <laughs> oh optimus come closer it's like oh boy <laughs> oh boy pretty lady <laughs> No, oh. no, no, not November. Day five failed. Oh, yeah. Well, he we saw him fail because he de- he deployed the cum cannons again to put out that fire later. I so like did. He, he fucked up. He failed. Um. So yeah, Prowl, Bumblebee, and Optimus go to Dinobot Island to figure out like why because they say like why the hell would the Dinobots break meltdown out? They fucking hate that guy. <laughs> uh, so they got to go figure out what's going on. And right. they pretty quickly find what's going on in the form of uh, Bumblebee getting trapped in a big spider web. Well, first, first, Prowl finds footprints, like mm-hmm. burnt footprints from Meltdown because he can't walk without destroying something. Literally. He's always melting. Yeah. And then Prowl, Bumblebee, in the worst show of being quiet yet, yells Prowl's name. And Prowl's yeah, and, like, and, oh. oh my, how are you so bad at this? What? Wait, he's like, he walks up, like, you better have a good reason for yelling so loud. And he walks up and sees Bumblebee stuck to a big spider web. And he goes, that's a pretty good reason. Well, he, no, he, he doesn't say anything because he's immediately attacked by Black all Arachnia. Right. He's immediately attacked by Black Arachnia who like webs him all up, mm-hmm. all nasty like, and then stings him into paralysis. And then she goes, I think he was probably trying to warn you about me. Yeah. Which is a great uh, line from her. Oh, she has so many good lines in this. So, uh, the Optimus finds, uh, you know, rushes in after that scream, tries to fight Black Arachne, and gets absolutely fucking bodied by Grimlock. Yeah, so he notices that she has stolen both of their abilities. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because he tries to uh, hit her. And it's a fucking shadow clone because he's she stole Prowl's hologram projector and Bumblebee's stingers. Yeah. Um, and she's like, baby, don't try to fight me. Like, you have bigger things to worry about. Um, and she holds up a, a vial, I guess. So, yeah, what, the, what, she, what she has done, what she explains after Grimlock has beaten the tar out of Optimus for, like, daring to lay a try to lay a is hand he on bothering you queen <laughs> is his truck bot bothering you queen uh but yeah girl black arachnia tells optimus like hey i injected your buddies with enough cyber venom to kill them in like three hours so what we're gonna need you to do is go to meltdown's old lab in the city and find his genetic modification key 
and bring it back so he can take the spider half out of me. Um, uh, and, you know, if you do that, I'll give your friends this anti-venom. And she holds up like a little, a little venom gun. And she's like, and if you don't, they'll just fucking die. So get cracking. Uh, Grimlock's going to go with you to make sure you don't try anything tricky. Um, and yeah, I like this. I love Grimlock being down atrocious for Black Arachnia is very funny. This is, this is the most. They'd make some weird fucking babies. Oh boy. That would be some King Kong Skull Island type shit. Yeah, that's where, that's where all those weird fucking bugs came from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love, I really wish we, animated Grimlock is so fun. I wish we got more animated Grimlock. He's like. He's like season three G1 funny Grimlock, but he's still cool and strong. We, we barely get any of the Dinobots. Like, I don't remember when the next Grimlock episode after this is. Um, but yeah, they, they, they go to Detroit and Grimlock is having a lot of fun scaring all of the pathetic humans. And Optimus is like, hey, no, don't. We don't scare the humans. Stop that. Quit it. Right. <laughs> And I, but then, yeah, so he's just like, hey, maybe you'd be a little bit less conspicuous if you turned into robot mode instead of rampaging around in your T-Rex mode. And Grimlock says, okay, but I'm still taller than you in robot mode. <laughs> That's why she likes me more. Yeah. And and Optimus is like, okay, well, I'm only, I'm the only one who knows how to find this thing. So like. <laughs> yeah. And, and Optimus this whole time is like, you know, she's only using you, right? She doesn't actually yeah. care about you. And Grimlock's like. Or, but she's pretty. <laughs> yeah, like, and this is the point where Optimus is like, I'm above this, but I know uh-huh. she's got a blank space baby and she'll write your name. I've been there. And bros before hoes. And uh, Grimlock's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but me, <laughs> Literally but no. <laughs> me, Grimlock, built different. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Grimlock, she's literally betrayed every single one of her allies and Grimlock says but me different so it's fine she like me though Optimus is like fine whatever we're gonna go get the key um so they bust into Porter C. Powell's lobby and and threaten to eat him if they don't tell him where it is yeah so this one this is great because immediately after telling Grimlock not to threaten humans Grimlock's like I'm really disappointed looks at like PCP and is like I'm really disappointed I can't scare you because he said I couldn't and Optimus is like no this one you can yeah you can scare this one (laughs) um and yeah he just immediately tries to eat him he gets bored why is there so much vor in this I don't know, and yeah, he comes out all slimy. What is going on in there? I don't want to. What is? What are Grimlock's internals? That's crazy. But um, we uh, we get we yeah. They, Black, uh, Porter C. Powell tells him tells them where the the old lab is and lets them in, and of course immediately calls the cops to report a robbery and, and break in. They uh, they they get this. They get this fucking genetic modification key, and they head on back. Where Meltdown is getting ready for the procedure, and uh, before the procedure starts, make sure to secure Black Arachnia's arms and legs real nice and tight now, with some metal restraints. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. This was stupid on her part. I, she didn't do her research. She didn't ask, what's this? She didn't ask Grimlock, hey, 
what's that guy's deal? Before going to seek out his services. And she's like, hey, are these necessary? And Malta's like, yeah, baby, don't worry about it. It's fine. I'll, I will, I will purify, I will take out the impure half of you. Don't worry. Don't ask which one I think that is, please. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So not going to lie. This was a rookie mistake. Rookie mistake, Black Ratty, I guess. So Optimus and Grimlock arrive and they're like, all right, we got the thing. Uh, now, where's the anti-venom? But before that can happen, Meltdown's like, man, this robot's just fucking boring. And he sicks uh, the two fucking monstrosities on them again. The 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 ones that look like uh, those those G1 pretenders. Um, yeah, Bomb Burst and sub, Submarauder. And yeah, they, they fight Optimus and Grimlock while Meltdown reveals, psych, I wasn't going to take your organic half out. I think being a giant fucked up spider whips ass actually and i'm way more interested in seeing what happens if i take the mechanical part of you out because if we'll remember his whole his entire goal is to create a transforming organic being yeah he thinks the idea of her spider is just so hot yeah he he, literally when she turns into a when she like when she's first talking to him, she's like, "And I, I'm cursed with this horrible form." And she turns into a spider, and Meltdown goes, "Ooh, <laughs> Mamacita." I mean, yes, it is horrible. You're right. I I am trustworthy. Yeah. Um, and she's like, "No, you can't do this." And Grimlock's like, "Yeah, you can't do that. No, her it's pretty Spider Woman." And he's like. "Yeah, no, I'm going to do that though." And hey, do you remember these monstrosities? Yeah, the bomb bursts and submarauder are back, and they start they they fucking tackle Grimlock and Optimus away. So while they're so fighting these dudes, they're we fucking... we get like a quarter second screen here that is super cool. Um, that kind of looks like it's about to go into an eye catch. Oh yeah, this like, when the when the uh, the the monsters show up, but instead it just goes straight into the animation. But it's like this really cool like mo- um comic panel. Yeah. Um, with like this kind of like scratchy, like really dynamic art that's like f- that freezes and like freezes very purposely. You can tell it's not like bad animation. It's like a purposeful freeze. Um, it looks really cool. I don't know why it was in there though. <laughs> uh, to look to look sick, like most of this episode does. This is another episode that just looks good. Yeah. Um, and then it, it switches back to um, switches back to Meltdown going. Anyway, time for your extreme makeover, which is yeah, awful. <laughs> just an awful line. I, he's 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 serving. We have to admit. Um, uh, but so Grimlock accidentally sets a bunch of shit on fire with his big sword. Um, you know, he's a fire breathing lizard with a fire sword. It's really hard not to set things on fire when he's fighting. Um, but luckily the other two Dinobots, Swoop and Snarl, show up to, uh, dispatch the, the monstrosities here. I really love Snarl just walking out from behind a tree and beating the shit out of them with his big stupid club. It's pretty good. Like, just, yeah, Swoop tosses them into a pile and Snarl just walk, waddles up and starts smacking them around like fucking Bam Bam. <laughs> Um, but this is Yaatimus puts out the fire with his cum cannon, um, and they rush in. 
to stop the the horrible the horrible operation here they 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 managed to like rip the genetic key out of the out of the computer thing and during the struggle no saw uh, traps for you no saw traps for you black rat during the struggle black grabs it with his like ungloved acid hand and it fucks him all the way up yeah. Now, this is in the middle of him almost melting through Optimus, by the way. Yeah, he is he is bad. He is fu- he is doing pretty good against these guys here. Um but yeah, no. He he touches the thing and he like his his like body falls apart. And he makes some pretty gross gnarly noises as he's melting. And he just melts out of his fucking suit uh and seems to be entirely inert goo now. So this, yeah, this is the part where Optimus lets Black Arachnia out of her restraints, and she's like, "Oh, Optimus, come closer." Yeah, and of course, she's used this trick several times of getting Grimlock really mad at Optimus by like hitting on him and making him jealous. So she's just doing that again because I I do love how he he falls for it so bad though. Yeah, uh, it, it's very Catwoman. It is. The, she is. It is a very like Catwoman, Batman sort of thing. Um, yeah. So Grimlock body checks him out of out of jealous rage, and Black Arachnia uses that opportunity to leave and uh, get out. And uh, Optimus tells Grimlock, "See, man, I told you she was just using you. Please ignore what just happened to me. I I am still above it." I did not become so horny I almost passed out. Don't worry about that. <laughs> and Grimlock just goes, No, I thought what we had was special. <laughs> yeah. Come so back. We cut back to um, fu- uh, we Dinobots <laughs> just oil. fucking leave. Come back. Yeah, the other the other ones just they just leave. Uh, they just leave. They were they thought she was hot, but like they didn't, she never gave them the time of day. It was yeah. always Grimlock. So they're like, oh, whatever, man. <laughs> um, Get over it, bro. Anyway, she never I'll... even liked you that. She just wanted you for your fire breath, man. Forget about her. <laughs> Boy We're problems, we've got them too. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I love this scene coming up. Here. Yeah, so Optimus is like, alright, and he like grabs Prowl and Bumblebee, still all tied up. Uh, well, no, well, no. At first he walks up and is like, oh god, I'm so sorry I couldn't save you two, because he, he didn't get right. the anti-venom. Right. So he thinks they're dead. <laughs> Um, he thinks they're just die. They're just gonna die. But then he notices that Black Arachnia left the antivenom next to them uh, before she left, and so he he cures them and unties them. And yeah, and Bumblebee's goes, so proud of himself <laughs> because it's for like, see two whole mega cycles he didn't say anything. And Prowl says, "Well, yeah, but you literally had to be paralyzed in order for that to happen. So I don't think that counts." And Bumblebee just just goes, "You can't change the rules now." Um. The anyway, there, there's <laughs> there's a lot that goes on. Um, Powell also like shows up here. Um, yeah, they're back in. Yeah, they're back in Detroit. I think. Oh yeah. Okay. They try, so they try to they try to get the Autobots arrested, and fan zone just goes. What are you stupid? No. <laughs> yeah. Fans is like I'm gonna arrest you. Fuck off. Yeah, it's like stop annoying me. He literally says, "I'm gonna go home and sleep. <laughs> I don't care about this. I don't care about you, Powell." It's um, so like Prowl and Bumblebee are like, "Well, hey, bud." 
We knew it's yeah. been a, a long day for you. But, like, she left the antidote, oh, yeah. right? Sorry. Actually, Sar- Sorry is the one who says this. Oh, is it Sorry? Opt- Optim- yeah, Optimus is, like, looking sadly off into the middle <laughs> distance, thinking about his hot goth GF. And, yeah, she taps on his foot, and she's like, are you okay? And Optimus is just like, she could have she could have just left without leaving the end right you're right but she did maybe that means there's still hope for her maybe i can maybe i can maybe i can fix her yeah and (laughs) like it's it's so funny maybe maybe there's hope for her says man yet who's not yet gotten over his first crush oh boy and then our final little little bullet point uh, we got we got meltdown's <laughs> face forming in the goo. Fuck, he's back. He's okay. You just can't you just can't keep that guy down. Um, but yeah, that's that's Black Friday. It's a real fun episode. I just I we need more Grimlock. That's just that's just what I say about every Transformers show. Though, to be fair. Um, and yeah, we get to yeah. That's oh, that's so sad. That's basically the last Grimlock episode we get in the season, or at all. At all. Wow, really? He show he shows up a couple more times, but he's not really like a big thing. That's a bummer. Um, like yeah, I presumably he would have had more stuff in season four yet again. But yeah, no, great episode. Uh, I believe we've got a couple of questionarios on Twitter. So let me grab those for our question segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe, yeah, both of these are from Cass. Um, the first one is, wow, this wasp guy seems really scary, like a Terminator or something. How should we kill him to make sure? Alternatively, what is your favorite slasher death in film? He doesn't seem that scary right now anyway. Uh, but my, you know, I actually haven't seen that all that many slasher movies, but I think there is something that I still find so inexplicably funny about, uh, in the first Halloween movie, Dr. Loomis just fucking blowing Michael Myers away. Yeah. It's so, it like, he was, he was fucking strapped that whole movie and he just shoots him. I have to say, I think, like, my favorite villain deaths in slasher movies are all the Scream movies. Oh, yeah. Because they all suck. I mean, Sydney is such a good final girl and continues to be a final girl for, like, the first four of them, I think? Mm-hmm. Three? Something like that. No, four Four is where it switches up, I think. Well, because, I mean, Ghost, Ghost, Ghostface is just a series of shitheads wearing a costume. Correct. Like, just exactly. Guys. And all of them think they can kill Sydney, but none of them can that's why she's great because it's not the same person she literally she she does kill them she literally does kill every single one of them um which is which is uh, so i guess my answer is just shoe or or stab the motherfucker because that seems to be how it works in the scream yeah um and her other question here uh first of all a comment on the picture i chose pictured how coward artists draw griddle hark that's true um the actual question is if you were to pastiche together a story like for instance danganronpa and <laughs> warhammer 40k what would be the wildest combo that one's pretty wild bloodborne actually 
They did it for well. My instinct was going to be Saw Patrol. God. Um, but it's actually Saw and my uh, Hello Kitty. <laughs> because uh, because there are at least cops in Saw. There is a defined legal system that plays a major role in Saw, so I could actually see Paw Patrol having a place in there. That's right. It's more fitting, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, Bloodborne and Blue's Clues. I don't know. That just seems like... Thing, it's It just popped into my head. It, it's, for some reason, it fits. I know Paprika knows how to dodge roll. That's right. Paprika can fucking punk out Father Gascoigne easy. <laughs> Fuck that old man. All right. How about you take us through yeah, the you Discord? Yeah, you got it. All right. From me, Mr. Gay, Daphnis, how do each of the Autobots and Decepticons in this roster do their Black Friday shopping if they're not abstaining over ethical concerns? Okay, so let's get out of the way. Who's abstaining over ethical concerns? Optimus. Optimus. Optimus and Jazz, maybe. I think Jazz would go once, and then he'd be like, oh, that was bad. I'm not doing that again. He just wanted to see. So, Optimus does it over ethical concerns. Um, Bulkhead does it, abstains because he fucking hates it. Mm -hmm. Just hates it. Um... All the Decepticons, all of the Decepticons go there a day early. Yep. They they leave Thanksgiving early to camp out. And the rest of the Autobots do not do it in person. I think Bumblebee would do it in person. I think Bumblebee wants that smoke. I think Bumblebee actually has killed people on Black Friday. I, Bumblebee, that I'm thinking has, about it. Bumblebee has zapped a grandma f- over a Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah. Damn, we should have done this episode in a couple weeks. <laughs> Right? This was an inexplicable break for two weeks just to line this up. <laughs> yeah. Um, from Ruby Road Rage, Ruby. So what are your Sentinel sign names? <laughs> what are our special talents? What are our special talents? What are our- that he would create nicknames for us. I'm thinking about those no gay has all five. <laughs> so I'm positive relationship with my father. I guess I'm good at driving yeah <laughs> so uh, i'm 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 fucking wheeler i don't know Wheelie. i don't i don't want to come up with a name for positive that. relationship with my father <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's the name <laughs> um you are you are called the band the offspring that is your sentinel assigned name that is your trooper name um that's the perfect thing. the band the band the that's offspring. my jojo's name <laughs> yes um and also from Ruby, what is your non-Sentinel auto boot camp assigned name? Okay, so I don't think we... this I kind of actually had, because I had a summer camp nickname, um, and it was Mouse. Oh, that's delightful. How yeah. did you get that? Um, I was really tiny <laughs> when I was in middle school, <laughs> which was like late elementary school through middle school, and I guess my first year of high school is when I was going to summer camp, so... Um, I was like super tiny, so every my my bunkmates just called me Mouse. I don't. I never had a. I never went to summer camp. I was not a summer camp kind of kid. I was too fucking lazy for that shit, and I hated the outdoors. Um, so I will abstain from this question. Sorry, Ruby. Um, and then I really dug into it. Like I started, I did um sculpture, like wire sculpture when I was there, and I made like uh-huh. a mouse sculpture that's still in my parents' living oh, room so you, actually. You, you, 
you you like you like took it on as your brand. You yeah, like, a little bit. I see. A little I bit. See. Um, it's not a bad nickname, honestly. No, it's cute. It goes, I like it. It's pretty good. I still I think of it as I don't have a dead name, but I do think of it as like an alt name. Actually, sometimes where it's mm-hmm. like you can call me Audrey or Mouse. I'll respond to either. Um. And then also from Ruby, what do you think is the sort of relationship of mold siblings is like in general? Is it more brother from another mother or more same hat? I think the latter. Yeah, I think it is same hat. Like, there there are in particular a lot of bumblebees. If you look in the Hillsburg Almanac. Well, and Seekers. Like, yes. Well, there's a reason for that. But that that's sort of a different situation. Maybe so. But, like, the genesis is still the same. They wanted one that's toy. True. That they could recolor. Yeah, they they wanted... uh, But, you know, that's been, you know, that's been the case since since the beginning. Correct. But but to be fair, most of these characters do not have toys in the Allspark Almanac. They are all background characters. But there are a lot of bumblebees. uh, Bumblebee-esque body types. Yeah, Cliffjumper's really the only one who gets, like, toys. I don't even think he got an animated... I think he got, like, one of the... um, like activators or whatever the sort of uh younger auto transforming things like he got one of those but i don't think he ever got uh an actual full scale toy the the bumblebee repaint for this was wasp right because as as we explicitly stated <laughs> that's right um from haybine we're gonna answer this very quickly but what's up with this long arm prime guy? There's something different about him that I can't quite put my finger on. He's just so interesting, you know, and such a good listener. I don't know. There's just something mysterious about the way he moves and transforms. Well, he's just—he's a—he's just a cool guy. He's just a cool guy who—he's my good—he's my good buddy, long arm. Who happens to be the reason that most things go wrong, as per usual. Uh, Veer, D- Nero from Disney Minus asks, "How's the animated cast Black Friday kill slash assist ratio looking?" We all we already said Bumblebee has killed people before. Yeah, Lugnut Lugnut could cause some problems in a Black Friday situation. Let me tell you. Yeah, that punch of ultimate destruction. <laughs> That's gonna cause some fucking madness. The- um, so I think his his ratio is quite high. <laughs> uh, all the rest, you know, it's it's varying. I I don't think Black Arachnia participates in this nonsense. I think she's ab- above that. She she does her shopping online. Um, also from Veer, could Long Arm Prime survive the Red Robin's wedding from the South Park Black Friday special? Veer, I'm gonna, I'm looking into your eyes. I'm holding your hands right now. I'm letting you know that I haven't watched South Park in probably 15 years. That's, that's, it's truly untenable to me that it's still going. It's like The Walking Dead to me. It's like, how are we still doing this? Stop it. And the answer is because it's very cheap to produce. Yeah. Unlike The Walking Dead, actually. The Walking Dead is actually quite expensive. Yeah, it's hugely expensive. Um, but it's also inexplicably successful, still sort of. It must be. They, they're like. There's like five. I think spin-offs. it's. I think Norman Reedus is carrying that show single-handedly on his back. That franchise, because it has like fifty spinoffs too now. Yeah, and it, one of them is his. So he's yeah. got his own show. He's he's hanging out. At, he's he's fucking bumping like around two, in Europe. Isn't it like two of him? Them are his. No, Isn't he's that... only got one. The, okay, so I know. All right, there's a second chapter that's about Carol. Whatever. Yeah, so there's his. There's the the Walking Dead Daryl Dixon, which two guesses who he who at that one's about. 
We have Walking Dead Dead City, which is about Negan and Maggie's adventures in New York City. Uh, And then there's the worst named one, The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live, which is about uh, Rick, who is still fucking alive, even though... Didn't he die? Didn't he die, like, a decade ago? That was the plan, because the actor was like, I don't want to be stuck making Walking Dead forever. I want to spend some time with my family. But then I guess there was like, ooh, we got more Walking Dead for you to do. Don't forget you're here forever. Yeah, 3 a.m. going back to the fridge for more zombies. Anyway, Veer, I can't can't answer this question. I'm sorry. No. Um, What if... Also for Veer, though, what if Bumblebee was actually a Decepticon spy unrelated to any other Decepticon spies out there? I think he'd be discovered very quickly. He's really bad at, like, subtle stuff. I don't think he'd be a very... He'd be a good, like, accidental spy. <laughs> you could just have someone sit near him and learn a lot. Um, that's why they don't tell him anything. That's why they don't keep him in the loop about sensitive operations. <laughs> Um, and then finally from Veer here, uh, which of the two genders are you small slime girl or big spider lady? Uh, big slime girl? I think, I think I'd like to be big spider lady, but realistically I'm small slime girl. I just talked about how my summer camp nickname was mouse because of how <laughs> small I was, so. I'm just not, I'm just not really spider, uh, related, sort of oriented, you know? I want to be big slime girl. I don't want to be small slime girl. I want to be big slime girl. Well, that's not one of the two choices. Well, I, you know what? I'm going to fucking, I'm going to rebel against these gender norms. Fuck this shit. What, you think you can be (laughs) non-binary? On on the non-binary show? Nah, uh, I'm going to be non-slime-nary. Look, it's easy to be a big slime. Non-spide-nary? You just get more slime. Like, it's pretty easy to get bigger as a slime. You just get more of it. You know? It's easy. Um, from Aurora Animated, what other Beast Wars XP should have been sh- should have showed up in Animated? Well, we're getting another one at some point in the future here. Um, two guesses as to who could it could possibly be, considering Wasp's uh, speech pattern at the end of this episode. Um, but I, you know, we haven't met this guy yet. He's a season two character. Yeah. But I want quick. I want quick strike. I want that fucking cowboy scorpion snake. Mm-hmm. That's not who you expected me to say was. You expected me to say Silverbolt. I was expecting you to say Silverbolt, yes. And I uh, like Silverbolt. I do like Silverbolt. But Quick Strike. You know. He's delightful. And by the way, fun fact do you know who voices Quick Strike? No. Colin Murdoch. You know who else Colin Murdoch voiced? Yes, but I can't remember. Two words Squid Head. Right! I was like, I know I've heard that voice. <laughs> or, like, heard that name uh, in our discussions yes, he here. Is, okay, he is, he is Armada Thrust. You know what? I'm gonna go classic with my homegirl, Air Razor. Oh, we do need more. There isn't enough Air Razor in the yeah. world. Um. Okay, from Slipstreet Sam, which jello flavor could also include their pudding is the most evil? Vanilla. No, I actually, I think it's an actual jello, like, a gelatin. Right, okay. What? For me. Okay, what are... Let me, let me look okay, up... Okay, you know what? I, I might go for the grape. Ew! Oh, yeah, The grape, grape... is pretty, pretty fucking noxious. And I've almost... I mean... Only grape... ever had it in Jell-O shots, which is even worse. Yeah, I mean, like, gr- fake grape flavor 
is I don't like it at all. Like I I don't like grape soda. Yeah, no, it's it's like bad. It's bad. It's, it's simply bad. not good. And real grapes are so good. It's like why would you yeah. why would you do this to a fruit that is so fucking would you, good? Would you sully this fucking beautiful fruit with this horror horrid chemical? Like it tastes so bad. The puddings the puddings are actually okay. Right, yeah, like, there's not really any objectionable. Like, puddings, yeah, it's like, instant pudding. It's not high cuisine, but they're fine. They're perfectly serviceable puddings. Um, the I, yeah, I think it has to be the grape jello. Oh God, hang on! I just I just found candy cane and gingerbread instant pudding. So maybe I still know. think those are those sound better to me than grape jello. Frankly, yeah, yeah right. Like true. I think about like latte flavors, right? If I can put the, those yeah. flavors in a coffee and be okay with it, I don't see any reason why I can put them in a pudding and not be okay with it. That's true. They're probably, like, whatever. They're probably uh, fine. Yeah, They're probably not my first choice. Peppermint is never Artificial my first grape. choice, but I still think that grape sounds worse to me. Artificial grape is the the devil's chemical and should never should never find its way into any food. That shit is gross. Yeah. Um, from Sidewinder, Sabrina... How many of the Anaformers characters have autism and what is their specialty? A la Bulkhead really being into space bridges. That one's definitely true. Yeah, that, that one is... is absolutely true. Um, um God, You I know mean, what? Prowl and like Japan. <laughs> pra- pra- <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's big into anime. And uh, and also like, you know, nature and stuff. He's, he's a multi The ninja way. Guy. Prowl and the ninja way. Yes, there you go. Uh, yeah, Prowl. Um, and Lock, look, lockdown's hyperfixation is dissecting people. Uh, okay? it, it's um, I'm gonna call it difference. That's ADHD, not uh, autism. Oh, okay. For lockdown, <laughs> I see, I see. Um, right, <laughs> you can't blame me. I have ADHD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. Yanking someone's hand off. <laughs> yeah, he um, he's literally neurodivergent and a minor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm literally. That's that's right. Brad is a prowl. How could how how could you work with that monster? It's like he's literally neurodivergent. Um, and then on uh, there's no one diagnosed on the Decepticon side. But for the follow up question here, who is each team's government assigned? Oh, sorry, not not autistic. Sorry, the uh, definitely undiagnosed but still autistic on the um on the Decepticon side is Lugnut. Uh huh. And his uh, <laughs> his special interest is Megatron. That's right. As as all of ours is. Um, all hail glory! All, all hail the glorious leader Megatron. So, who is each team's et cetera, et cetera. government assigned non-autistic Ratchet? Yeah, Ratchet and Megatron. Yeah, probably Megatron or Starscream. He's not on the team enough to count. Yeah, he is. He is in a state of betrayal flux, so doesn't count at the moment. Um, Megatron's always there, though. He, he, he's a reliable guy. I tr- I trust Megatron. Um, and then, for, uh, also from Sabrina, as we all know, the endpoint for all evolution is carcinization. <laughs> as such, we can assume that even the mighty Cybertronian shall yield to the humble crab. What crustacean will each character from animated eventually become? Example, Bulkhead may become a coconut crab or be a shrimp. This can also apply to other shows already seen, but I assume that would take too long. Yeah, that part would take too long, but we can do this one. Uh Uh-oh, Bumblebee, I think I accidentally ate Amelia Earhart. I have to, like, pick up a... Let me me look at a... 
Oh my god. Yeah, I also googled list of crustaceans. List of crustaceans. Um, oh, this is a big list. Uh, I, um, I, all right. So I'm gonna I know I'm gonna say um, that uh, Bumblebee's gonna be a Morton Bay bug. Yeah. Who's a are Hirsch are Hirsch crabs actually crustaceans? They count. Are they old? I think they're older than crustaceans. Probably. They're probably like, uh... In that case, Ratchet is a horseshoe crab. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I, Bulkhead or Lugnut as coconut crabs definitely work. Let's see here. Uh, Bumblebee is a, is a fucking pistol shrimp. Oh, you know it's... what? I think Optimus I'm gonna give... Colors. Optimus I'm gonna give Crayfish. Yeah. The, the big ol' hands. Yep, yep. He does have big hands. What would Sentinel be? Sentinel. That's a big and annoying crab. Sentinel would be a krill. Yeah, that makes sense. Or a barnacle. Wow. I didn't know barnacle. Bar- barnacles are crustaceans? Barnacles are crustaceans, yep. Um... I, think that's, I think that's all the crustaceans we can name. I no do, one, no like one has been assigned idea. lobster yet. Shit! Oh fuck! Who's who goes delicious with butter? Okay, now I think Lugnut is a coconut crab, and Bulkhead is the lobster because he's a little smaller than him, but he's still pretty big. Yeah, sure. Are, are those big? Are those big? Wait, are isopods crustaceans? No, they're not. Right? Giant are di- giant. I'm not sure. Sea isopods. I'm not sure. Let me see. Most sexual motherfucker in the ocean. <laughs> are isopods crustaceans? Yes, they are. Oh fuck! Uh, can <laughs> I think Blitzwing should be an isopod? I don't know why it just fits to me. All right, go off. There's so many. There are so many crustaceans out there in the world, and you can find them all and be pinched by them. Good. I must say, I don't like. I think crustaceans are scary. They have fucked up faces, and I don't like looking at them. I enjoy eating them very much. That's right. They are delicious. I would not like to talk to one. Um, particularly the the idea that uh, giant sea spiders and coconut crabs are things that exist in the world uh, deeply frighten me, even though I will never encounter either of them. But they're just unsettling creatures. They're they're too big. They're too goddamn big. I do like I do like to see them, I have to say. Um some of them are really, really every cute. I, every time I see that picture of the coconut crab on the trash can, I just go like, I should leave this planet and go somewhere else. Yeah, well, some of them are cute. Um, some of them are. I like. Uh, I like some. Like I like the crabs with the like little eye stalks. I love. They're, I do love hermit crabs. Yes, hermit crabs are fine. I, I do like love hermit crabs, crabs and there are some pretty cute shrimp out there. The bigger the bigger they are, the easier it is to resolve their fucked up nightmare faces. And by the way, there is actually a crab transformer once again, season two of Beast Wars. Or is that season when when is Rampage? Season two or season three? I think it's two. No, it's two because I don't I don't, I don't think there are any I don't think there are any new cast members after season two. Okay. Um and then our final question tonight from Short Scream Chet. What are some other potential bullying methods exclusive to Cybertronians due to their physiology, such as how Wasp and Ironhide are able to cut off Bumblebee's legs before sticking him in a locker? That's still so fucked up. I mean, just like dismantlement in general, I guess. Oh, God. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, we saw we saw uh, the Headmaster bullying Sentinel by taking his head off. 
Yeah, these guys in particular, they're very easy to take apart and put back together, so you can do a lot of fun. Yeah, nothing kills these guys somehow. They're you got you gotta really you gotta really fuck these these Cybertronians up to kill them. Like, you know, falling from a hundred and fifty stories after getting blasted with the all spark. That's what killed Prime. It takes a lot to kill a guy. Yeah. Um I guess not Starscream. Well, okay, Starscream. Again, Starscream is a statistical outlier. Well, he's also he's also getting regularly blasted with the fusion cannon, which I presume is bad. Yeah, but still, Starscream's a statistical outlier who should not be counted. Absolutely. So yeah, I uh, yeah, I mean just like just like yeah, taking him apart, uh steal, steal somebody's legs and put him on top of the fridge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that'll be it for us this week with, uh, Trent. I believe, uh, next week, if I'm not mistaken, is, yes, this next week is the end of Animated Season 2. Yep. And it'll be good because it'll be, like, a nice little Thanksgiving break for us, I think. Yes. We, I think, you know, should we take the holidays off? Should we just go, you know, come back in January? Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah. But regardless, yeah, next 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 day we're talking about Sorry No One's Home and then A Bridge Too Close, parts one and two. And let me tell you, some good shit happens. Yeah. Uh so until next time, um I'm gonna we have Oh, right. Well, we Jesus have lots Christ. of plugs to do. Let it's me, been a long episode. It's up. been a really long episode. Yeah, it has. I'm going to speed around that shit. Uh, Noise Space at XYZ. Lots of other shows. Dr. Han. Uh, has snacks. All that, all that shit. You can find anything on there. Uh, me, Nero, Dragon's Future on Twitter, Dragon Cycle co-host, Cyclones for the Five on Tumblr. Talk Cycles. Ready for Heidelin. Uh, we got that shit. Teen Titans Season 2 coming up. Go. <laughs> I'm Audrey. Find me on Tumblr, Twitter, co-host uh, Blue Sky, Optimum Prime, Funny Robot Internet Joke. Listen to the other podcast I do. It's called Pot of Greed. It's about Yu-Gi-Oh! It's also on Noise Space. Um, I've been cast in a radio drama that uh, is being actively worked on and I will have more information about soon and I'm starting a New York City podcast on the Moonshot Network called I'm Eden Here. Uh, and until next time, <laughs> I'm gonna co- come over here, my 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 beautiful man who i'm still in love with no 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 don't look the other way now look the other way goodbye um transform and roll out i am going to drop and give my drill sergeant 250 transform ups and i won't be rolling out because i'm i'm gonna be here a while honestly peach peach